0: welcome our listeners today welcome everyone
1: land of
0: yes say hello? we have manners like that serlinasaurus <laughs> rex
2: is joining us from sweden but micah and i today are joining you live via satellite from new orleans where today we're we're gonna watch a sports ball game isn't that right michael that's
0: right so you guys are live but i'm not because that's yeah, it's weird
2: it's uh it's it's Magical. technology don't bother yourself with it it's hard <laughs> it's hard to deal with it's uh it's warm here today micah no chance of oncoming storms though i hear
1: no chance the The skies are very, very clear, not a cloud in the sky. It's nice and warm and nothing like uh, the winter lands up in New York and Chicago.
2: Well, I think you need to look forward, my friend, because if you look forward and then tilt your head up toward the sky, you'll see it's full of ravens. (laughs) Oh, that, that's good. I like it. And there's a certain large old aged raven that is taking his last flight today, I believe. Oh, is that,
0: Oh, I get it now. How yeah. is it supposed
2: to play uh, yeah. <laughs> out
1: this game that we're going to be seeing? Are, are they going to fall at the hands of the 49ers?
2: They might. They might. If there's any West Coast listeners, uh, let us know. Actually, you know what? By the time you hear this, the sports ball game is over, and... One, so there you go
0: (laughs) that's true it's (laughs) very prophetic of you there yeah very (laughs) prophetic (laughs) it's
1: funny because uh i was i i posted a picture on the the game of owens facebook uh, and uh it was a picture of a raven and i said you know is is there any doubt who will be supporting uh in the super bowl this sunday and then i thought to myself like wait a minute i don't know if zach is necessarily going to cheer on the ravens so (laughs) I, i i quickly uh texted him and said Hey, I did this, but I wasn't sure. Are you actually uh, in favor of the Ravens or are you a 49ers fan?
2: <laughs> See, Selena, that's the kind of friendship we have. Mike is like, hey, dude, is this cool? I know how much you enjoy sports ball games. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of lukewarm, honestly. Like, do you really have any opinions today? Because I, I really don't.
1: I'm leaning more in favor of the Ravens and not just because this is a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, because I would go for them
0: just for the name. <laughs>
2: right. Right. Well, let's make sure that we quote them today on this Monday episode. It's Monday. It's uh, Monday, fun day. Actually, you know what, guys? Every day rhymes with fun day. I think Thursday, fun day. And that doesn't work. Tuesday, fun mm-hmm. day. Tuesday, loose day. Thursday, Friday, fun day. I don't know. They, they have words. We use them with our mouths, just like right. people. Do.
0: this is why this is not like a poetry podcast that we're doing yeah. <laughs> it's the whole rhyming thing mm.
2: poetry your your voice is like a bell ringing it ringing rhymes in my with heart fun day. <laughs> <laughs> um we don't really know what to say to each other because yeah. eric's not here to interject with words of wisdom
0: no and how are we ever going to transition at just all gonna say, without him
1: let me let me take a stab at this uh you know eric's not here this week uh, or actually just today
2: make sure it rhymes micah this you rhyme day. With. <laughs> with fun <laughs> rhyme it please rhyme it
1: he's not joining us uh, on this particular episode because it is the last and final chapter uh from the perspective of one Ned stark
0: is and it really it is doesn't he have one more doesn't he have the one on the platform at baylor
1: no it that's no. from Arya's perspective
0: oh mm. i thought so, oh no i wasn't prepared for this
1: we're, we're <laughs> saying goodbye to ned uh at least uh you know, looking through his eyes and, and Eric just could not uh, could not stomach this kind of an episode.
2: I thought you were going to tie that in with Ray Lewis for a second there.
1: He <laughs> 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 <You> should have. <laughs> oh, man, but uh, I, I can't imagine what he's going to do should uh, Theon or Tywin meet an untimely end uh, at some point. I know. Point I hope that series. doesn't happen.
2: Eric's not here, but he's with us in our hearts of hearts, everyone, ringing like a bell as a poet would, would say, on Hey Arnold.
0: Hmm, interesting. I still don't think... I, I prefer the games where you can go around the world with Epona because I just love yeah. that. Like, just yeah. traveling the world, and here it's different because, you know, it's the worlds are separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: you know what the really funny thing is, is I was going to ask you, is this like Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> is it is.
0: <laughs>
2: All right. I'm going I'm to take that as a transition. We, we, we just went off topic for about five we'll minutes see. talking about Skyward Sword.
0: <laughs> Very important to talk about, too. We'll yeah. be launching our Zelda podcast shortly. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's called Zelda the yeah. podcast seriously zelda <laughs> podcast
0: <laughs> seriously zelda with a
2: z <laughs> yeah anyway uh there was gorons there was penguin forest animals and now there's ned it's a lot like of game cell. of
0: thrones really you know it you is think about it yeah. minus yeah. the violence
1: minus at least
2: well
0: the, yeah. not the violence
1: necessarily but the
2: blood
0: <laughs> minus Listen, the sex i would say
2: i don't know man the zelda and link got kind of hot and heavy at the beginning of this game <laughs> Definitely, definitely more hot and heavy than I've seen them previously. You know what I mean?
1: Are are they, they like Jamie and Cersei though? I mean, are they like related some way? Have you, have you no. guys ever thought about? Them? No, they're not.
2: Well, okay, well, not <laughs> not to go so. off topic for a second. I'm pretty sure that because all Zelda games are are wrapped around the same like the same legend, and Link just keeps getting reincarnated. It's
0: basically, yeah, it's basically just like AU fan fiction.
2: right? So I'm pretty <laughs> sure characters. that over the years. Like their first kid, like they share the bloodline. Like Ocarina Zelda and Link share the bloodline of, of Twilight Princess, Zelda and Link, and or Skyward Sword, Zelda and Link. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So there probably yeah. is a little bit of a a little bit of raciness in there. I think George would approve.
0: I think so. I think so.
2: So Ned's cell smells of shit and urine, George tells us at the beginning of this chapter.
0: Mm-hmm. It's always good to get all the senses in there, you know. Like you w- really feel like you're there when you're reading the book.
2: In true George Martin fashion, we get a sensory overload, but this time exactly. it's Ned being trapped in one of his cells, and it's really funny because um, when we were reading this, Ned was his introspective was. This is probably the cell, one of the cells that. Um, what's his name? Blank the cruel. I forget his name. It's a, it's a, those May- Targaryens. Or- yeah, this is one of the cells that are so deep under the castle that. This is where the masons—they were like murdered because they made these cells so scarily deep and secretive.
1: Yeah, and and it's such a uh, like medieval tactic to have these people create your your castle, and then you just go ahead and murder them because you don't want the secrets revealed.
2: That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen that you just poked and posted in Skype, Micah. (laughs) So
0: disgusting! Oh my god. (laughs)
2: Bowser and Ganon, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you should have
0: seen, like, my face. <laughs> like, what is this?
2: <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it brings us back into the world of Thrones, of at Thrones. least. Of <laughs> yeah, Somehow. Uh, so, <laughs> Ned is sad and worried because not only is he hurt, and I'm pretty sure that the constant looks at his leg and how he's feeling, how warm it is, it's getting infected. And you know yeah. he's he's going a little crazy because he's only drinking water and he hasn't eaten in days, what seems.
1: Yeah, I I like the description early on where it said his grief and rage froze hard inside him, and it's yes. it's a reality check for him. You know, he he's finally starting to realize everything that he's done has come back to backfire on him almost.
0: Right, he sort of echoes the whole um, Cersei's basically definition of the entire saga when she said, "You know, you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die." In this game, Ned really acknowledges that he had played and he had lost.
2: Yeah this is our, now
0: he's playing paying the iron price.
2: This is our last chapter with Ned. And I think finally this is the place where we're reading. And like you guys are saying, we get to see that he realizes that he lost. But also we sort of get finality and resolution knowing now that Ned is not in the dark. Now he does see what happened. And now yeah. we do get to kind of feel like, okay, you're less of an idiot now because you get it. And I hate saying that about Ned because that word has such a negative connotation. But, like, in this case, I'm literally just meaning the fact that he was just uninformed and, like he said himself, thrice blind to all of these things happening, you know?
1: Mm. There's this moment, too, where he sits there and he's starting to, to curse all these people who have essentially screwed him over. And the one that, that stood out to me was when he mentions Renly and i'm thinking to myself ned you had an opportunity to join forces with him yet here you are upset with him because he left and i i think that's one of those things where to me that was ned's fault not renly's fault renly didn't you know, backstab him or do anything wrong
0: i think, what that's, do you guys the think? that's the problem that's the problem with ned that's the problem with him is that he holds honor so high above everything else he's almost like inhuman in that way because he would just he would rather have stannis at the crown no matter what kind of a person stannis is compared to renly because stannis has the claim for it and in a way i think that's why it makes sense for ned to die in the first book as well because there's there's no place for someone like ned in a story like this one not once everything starts falling apart you know
2: at at first we we really liked him and he, he was he was in his element in his own keep and it was great, but definitely as the weeks and the months and the books pressed on, you're just like, this is getting a little ridiculous, man. And now you're going around and checking for for uh, bastards like you're interviewing yeah. people. It's just like there's so much that's happening right in front of them that I feel like any modern intellectual, even halfway intellectual from I say modern. I mean, in our day would have seen these signs from a while away, you know?
0: Yeah. It's true, and it's it's he's he's very he's very he's not capable of of dealing with what the world is becoming. I don't think, and obviously we see that now because he dies. <laughs> so maybe
2: heard. George wrote him as sort of a representative of the old crowd yes, from our that's current what I'm day. Thinking. You know what I mean? Like representing mm-hmm. how old tech, old ideas don't really work in a changing yeah. world. Supposed to adapt the old things to the new yeah. things.
0: And I think with Ned's death comes the destruction of the kingdom. I mean, I know technically it was Robert's death that caused the the kingdom to fall into chaos, but I think with Ned for the audience, it sort of signifies that uh, logic and reason and the old ways are gone now and it's just going to be chaos because there's going to be no people left to stand up for the old ways.
1: What's interesting to me is that in a way, George R. R. Martin has kind of written himself into a hole, though, by by getting rid of characters like Robert and Ned because... They're really the only tie to the past, uh, and you see a lot of flashbacks through Ned's delusions in this particular chapter. But it's going to be, in my opinion, difficult for him. I'm sure there's a way to do it, but in, in later books, because there is so much backstory that is important to what's happening in the here and now that not having those characters around, it's going to be difficult to tell that story.
0: But then I also think that it's really important in a story like this one that there's no real – there's not going to be any real certainty about – because people like like Ned, like if he remembered something, if he said something, you knew 100% certainty it was true. Mm -hmm. But in like the future books, you get all these different characters remembering things slightly differently and you get all these different characters who all have their own set of of moral codes that kind of determine how they see the world. So I think – you get like a mosaic as opposed to just this is the hard truth yeah and i think that's that's what helps make the story almost like a bit schizophrenic in a way but but in a good way
2: yeah one of the mechanics that makes that so so viable and makes that even more of a reality in the story is that not only inside of people's heads are we getting sort of a loose interpretation of what's actually happening but Mm -hmm. we're also seeing others thoughts from inside of the mind of other people from their point of view like for example we're seeing the way rob is thinking through catalan so still it's a gray area we don't necessarily know why or how he's doing these things we just can only infer so it's even more confusion on top of that
1: yeah and and i think you're you're able to see Varys in this particular chapter pretty raw you know this is as truthful in my opinion and, and as much depth and insight as you get into Varys' character at at any other point in the series. It's almost surprising,
0: isn't it? Because when I first read it, I kind of, I didn't really pick up on it so much. I was just like, oh, it's Varys again. He's going to spin some kind of tale. But you're right. This is this is I think he's absolutely one hundred percent telling the truth about his motivations here.
2: Yeah. For me it, it was shocking to read. I, I just read it this morning and you know, we've been doing this for a long time as far as the show's concerned. And I've been watching Thrones since season one, which is I guess a few years ago now, if you want to really I mean, for all intents and purposes. So, so having all of these conclusions in my mind about what Varys could be and us talking about it with each other and with the with the listeners. Like, we all have our ideas of, of what kind of person he is and what actually he can do. But in this chapter, we get our... I For me, it was my actual first, like, okay, holy shit, like, George is actually <laughs> yeah. writing this into the page because the jailer is coming. Um, he comes twice inside of Ned's head and, and it gives a, a description of sort of what he looks like and how he's acting. So what Ned thinks is the jailer coming again later is actually Varys. Now... We have a uh, sort of a, a breakup in reality here because Ned is in such an altered state, so we don't quite know if what he's seeing is real. But from what Ned sees is that Varys has changed his appearance completely. He has scars on his face. He looks totally different. He has a beard. And he asks Varys, he's like, hey, how do you look so different? And Varys is like, I have my ways. Don't worry about it.
0: Mm -hmm. who does this remind us of of course
2: i don't know who does this remind us of jack and and hygar yes
0: exactly when he came back with a completely different face
2: oh shit i didn't put that together that does make sense yeah so it is so it's possible so he could be the same kind of person essentially he
0: he could i mean it also could just be a disguise but it also could be that he actually changed his face and i guess it's kind of meant to be ambiguous
2: or Ned could be crazy. So there's exactly. even another level of confusion. Yeah, that's weird. So guys listening, essentially what's happening is Varys is is has come into Ned's chamber to give this raw exposition and have this raw dialogue between the two of them. And we the reader don't really know whether or not he uses magic to do this, but He's referring to himself in an odd way, and from what we know about how he knows everything, in my own mind, I deduce that maybe he just gets disguises as like a chamber servant and then like listens into conversations. You know.
0: Also, could be true. It's, yes,
2: it's weird.
1: You you will learn Varys' secrets at least in part, um, in in later books. That's cool. I, that's that's fair to say, and it's not not too. Spoilerish. No, I think
0: that's
2: no. It's pretty point. clear that that's going to you, happen. You, yeah. You'll
1: learn how he's able to discern all he's able to discern.
2: Well, That's um, good. So now I still have my own ideas. I'm just going to make up my own thing. <laughs> I think that he is an animagus. Also, he uses polyjuice <laughs> potion. <laughs> so there, there we have it.
1: Perhaps as soon as well, season obvious. three, if not season four. Mm. Well, the
2: same guy who makes the wildfire, he stirs it up for him in that little like <laughs> side room off the side of the uh, off the side of the Kings Landing. There you go. That's a good theory. (laughs) What's in the pink bottle? Oh, that's Varys' potion. Don't worry about that, Tyrion. (laughs) Check out this green shit, though. It's really crazy.
0: You know, but the thing that I found so interesting about Varys is um, what he said in this chapter was that he basically reveals his own endgame, which is peace. He reveals that he basically serves the realm, and I think... I personally think that he's absolutely telling the truth and I also think that this is why he is so dangerous to all of the other characters because he has no loyalty and he has no allegiance to anybody. You know, he basically interprets the situation and acts the way that'll serve his own interests and what he believes is peace, no matter the peace. It's almost he's almost like Ned but reverse because Ned would do anything and support anybody as long as it served honor like he would stand yeah. behind stannis even though stannis isn't necessarily the most the, the candidate for the throne that makes the most sense but he would stand behind him because he believes it's right whereas varus does exactly the same thing but in a very different way That's there's a,
1: odd there's almost a hint of bitterness in varus's voice when he talks about how he kept robert around and safe for 15 years and he asked ned why he went to cersei and told her what he knew
0: Mm, because ned like destroyed everything that he had been yeah
1: yeah Varys is pissed at ned (laughs) (laughs) you you just came (laughs) to
0: my like town and you messed it all up for me
1: (laughs) and he even says your mercy killed robert
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) The greatest part about this entire exchange is that Ned's like, hey, do you have food? I've been asking the other jailer who looks just like you for the past you know handful of days if I can grab some food. He's like, no, but I do have wine. And so he's drinking wine on an empty stomach. And if some of you out there know what that's like, it's a no-no because his head's swimming already. So add another layer on top of that. Yeah, that's just –
1: and he questions Varys too. He thinks it's poison. And Varys – does uh, yeah. man up for a man who has no testicles and, and takes a drink and proves to Ned hey <laughs> this is safe to drink safe wine vintage
2: I left the Iocane powder in the other bottle <laughs> yeah <of> exactly
1: wine. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so clearly I cannot drink the wine that's in front of me but uh, he had another quote too in the, th- this chapter I felt like was filled with good quotes uh, for Owens but he said that each man has a role to play in life as well as mummery and mm. He was referring to the, the moment in the throne room when Varys, uh, well, when, when Ned was, was taken, uh, by Baelish and, and Varys didn't act and he didn't do anything. And I, I feel like that describes so many people in this series with the exception of Ned. Like with Ned, what you see is what you get. But with everybody right. else, it's, they're, they're playing a dual role. You know, what you see in the court, in the, um, the throne room is not necessarily what that person is like behind the scenes. And I, I don't know. It, it just – it leads to so many questions.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. It does. And <sighs> yeah, Ned will never get the answers.
2: It's strange. This This chapter is – a nice juxtaposition from the last handful that we've read because for all intents and purposes this is a very very intellectual chapter as you'll notice by our lack of uh witty banter in this <laughs> episode <laughs> i think it might be because uh eric's gone or because ned's dying and lying and <laughs> there's shit no, there's it no real both,
0: yeah. no, so Dion quick references. complaining everybody
2: quick complaining know oh, you're sitting there you're like oh there's supposed to be like we'll be a certain amount of jokes per minute for once yeah, right? Listen, we'll start some fires in a bit. But before before the fires are started, I think it's a good time to hop to owns because I was scrolling through my book here and I found an own. So I think I
0: okay. just
1: go
2: ahead and get it out of this. All right. Varys wins my own. Uh It's a 50 50 chance here. The jailer could get an own because he kicked Ned a few times and that's pretty own worthy. Uh, there's only three characters in here unless you want to give like the jail cell another character and owning Ned for all the shit and piss. Um, but instead I'm going to go ahead and give it to Varys. He said, I would sooner wed the black goat of Kohor. Aww. Littlefinger is the second most devious man in the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, I feed him choice whispers, sufficient so that he thinks I am his. Just as I allowed Cersei to believe I am hers. Right? I
0: feel like that should have been my kiss <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one. I am um, I, I don't I hope I don't take uh, Micah's. I have a Varus one as well, which goes, a eunuch has no honor, and a spider does not enjoy the luxury of scruples. This is oh. basically describing Varus.
1: So wait, going back to Zach's own then, does that mean that Varus believes that he's the most devious man?
2: You tell me, Micah, you've read them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I mean, put him I, up there. He's in my top five. I think that he definitely believes that he's the most devious man. Honestly, I think he does probably
0: yeah. the most devious man <laughs>
2: or he or he's <laughs> in like, <the> world. <laughs> or he's really humble and he thinks Tyrion is the most devious man, but then they're talking like Tyrion might be dead. So it's weird because neither of them know Tyrion's fate just of now, you know,
0: could you imagine if, if like, uh, George had killed off Tyrion instead of Ned in this book? I don't know if I would have kept reading. I probably would have, but Tyrion is just such like ray of sunshine.
2: That would be strange, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's an honorable man too. You know, like he's he's sort of a moral compass to the series as well. He's way more fun than Ned is. But when Ned is gone, I think Tyrion becomes the the person that all the readers sort of tend to side rally with around. Yeah. Tyrion's
2: George's way to say unofficially that you could still be moral and hire
1: prostitutes. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> And get drunk. Uh, Yes, yes. So, uh, all right. Well, my own also goes to Varys when he says to Ned, there's no creature on Earth half so terrifying as a truly just man. And I just think that that, you know, it's it's really the last great descriptor that we get of Ned. And, And I think Varys deep down respects him. And oh, absolutely. I think so, too. It, it's just weird seeing Varys in this type of a setting because normally we think of him sort of as this behind-the-scenes scenes deceptive individual who is, is trying to meet his own ends. And I, I just feel like this is the, the, the chapter where we get the everything stripped away from Varys, more or less, except towards the end of the chapter where he starts playing Sansa against – Ned saying, well, if you don't bend your knee to Cersei, the, the one good knee that you have left, um, then, you know, I'll, there's a very good chance that the next time somebody comes in here, it's going to be with Sansa's head on a plate instead of some food. Yeah, no, I'll read the actual line because it's
2: really nice. He says, and spare a thought for this as well. The next visitor who calls on you could bring you bread and cheese and the milk of the poppy for your pain, which all sound delicious, or... He could bring you Sansa's head. The choice, my dear Lord Hand, is entirely yours. I mean, come on now, right? Like the message George is pointing out through that is great, which is hey everybody, think with your noggins. Just
1: bread and cheese, bread and cheese. Yeah, bread (laughs) and cheese.
2: It's like cake all death. Uh, now the cake, I suppose. Very well. Yeah. (laughs) It's basically that. It's so easy. It's like, Ned, you realize you could have just made a few better decisions. Because I mean, Varys. Being this behind-the-scenes person, do I see him? Do we see him as crooked? I don't think so. I see him as someone who is league smarter than everyone else and realizes that there is nothing to gain by being loud and shaking your feathers. Like, there's literally nothing to gain by doing that. So he's just enjoying his home. He's enjoying all the luxuries of being the person that he is. And he's trying to make everything happen correctly rather than just being loud.
0: He's a puppet master.
2: Yeah, but he's also weird as hell, too. So, (laughs) screw that guy.
1: Yeah, and and there's that scene where he's talking to him about Cersei and saying, look, if you do the right things here, there's a very good chance that you're going to stay alive and that your family's going to stay alive. And she doesn't want any more trouble than is already at her doorstep. And he kind of runs through everybody that is not a Lannister that. Is looking to essentially kill her and her son. You know, she's got a lot on her plate right now, and the last thing she needs is a dead Lord Stark, even though that's what she ends up getting at the end of the day.
2: There's no room for trouble. Like, no one wants trouble. Everyone is searching for a middle ground that has any kind of wits about them. And I feel like people like. Less of Littlefinger because he is a dick. Like he has other motivations. Like Catelyn's clouding his mind, essentially, you know, and a lot of other things. But for all intents and purposes, I think this whole chapter is basically a way for George to say, drop your vices, drop the things that you're so stubborn and prideful about and just find a middle ground. Everything will be great after that. You know?
1: Yeah, th- and the sad thing is at the end of the day is that's exactly what it does, and he still ends up dying as a result of it. And you know, it's it's like the one time that he betrays his his own honor, it costs him his life.
2: Yeah, well, then that falls on the shoulders of the other assholes that can't drop their own thing because they're gonna suffer a very similar fate due to their bad decision making as well. You know.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I have another own, it it can be Eric's own because he's not here, but I think we we can't <laughs> allow this chapter to this chapter analysis to conclude without saying it. And uh it was so great in the in the series when Varys said it. Um why is it always the innocents who suffer when you High Lords play your game of thrones?
2: Yep.
0: Mm. Oh, so good. And it's so true
2: it is it's this <laughs> whole thing genius. is basically just like American politics. It's like <laughs> drop your bullshit, find a middle ground, move on, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, even though George R. R. Martin will swear that this is not his intention,
2: right uh I don't really have his book of transitions. <laughs> because I didn't check it out at his at the library of Eric Skull, but I do have to say that we have a a Facebook post on our wall that I think we might start throwing handfuls of bricks at people over especially this one person Marisa Henville she says now i'm pissing on your wall lol all in caps by the way i love you guys <laughs> you're all we so e she left the uh she left the m out but i think that she wanted to say awesome so yeah Thanks for pissing on her wall like we told you not to do. You and Tyrion are best friends, I'm sure.
1: She's supposed to piss off the wall,
2: not on it. Yeah, what are you, marking your territory? Come <laughs> on, man. This is our show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
0: On our Facebook page, Margot Holton G. wrote, I woke up this morning and winter had come to Richmond, VA in the form of snow. But to my dismay, I still had to go to my 8 a.m. Then my car broke down Here I was thinking the dark night had fallen When I opened my podcast <laughs> app And like a gift from the old gods A new episode of Game of Thrones Saved my day Yay! <laughs> It's
2: so cute Salita doesn't know what VA means, Micah N-
0: <laughs> it's, uh... v- v- No, wait, wait, wait um, Vancouver? Oh, you
1: Swedes <laughs> Not Vancouver oh. But close <laughs>
0: v- <laughs> Wrong country. I don't know
1: Yeah G- G-
0: what does it mean?
2: It means Virginia.
0: Oh, well, how would I know? Why is not it <laughs> yeah, bi- <I> not <laughs> <B-E-B-I?
2: laughs> <laughs> what I, You know, that's what I said in fifth grade social studies, too.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're on the yeah. same page when you were in fifth grade.
2: You know, Margo, your post, it brightened our day. It did. My day is bright. Margo mentions the old gods, and it's got me thinking, Micah. It, you know, remember the old days back in the day of podcasting? A few years ago when we were doing podcasts and there was no podcast app people could open to find the podcast. Oh <laughs> it's the new era. <laughs> it's so much easier to find, but it makes me feel like an old shabby goat. The best kind.
1: It was it was actually the days before iPhones even existed.
2: Yeah, that too. Those
0: That's days. That's true as well. But
2: even then, there was times when there wasn't a podcast app. But now there's literally an app that you could listen to Game of Owns on if you'd like to navigate here. Awesome, I app use it, it quite frequently. It's weird,
0: though. I don't Why? use it. I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. It's different. I don't I don't know See,
2: how it works. You know what? You need to do. You need to just find the what? middle ground and move on, Selena.
0: Yeah, or shall I call I you just Ned? Go to the. Go to my um <laughs> my. Tree in the forest and <laughs> ask the old gods to bring back the oh app. great
2: brave Deku tree.
0: <laughs> yes. Please spare me your Let seeds me walk for my slingshot you and find the heart piece that I need.
2: <laughs> I need a stick for burning torches and seeds for my slingshot holster. <laughs> yes. Oh, great
0: exactly.
2: Deku tree! link quit playing around. Why are you holding that up? I just gave you that cell cloth.
0: <laughs>
1: well. Even though iPhones and iPads had yet to be introduced in the olden days when podcast apps didn't exist, iTunes did, in case you didn't know. And uh, I wanted to read a couple of uh, cool reviews we got on iTunes uh, since our last episode. They just keep flowing in, these five-star reviews. It's amazing. I don't know what we do to deserve five stars uh, from our unbelievable listeners.
2: You ever notice how Micah is so much nicer when he's reading a five-star review?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like you've you've appeased him. It's like Micah is one of the old gods, and he's not going to bring Fury down on you this week. No,
2: he's he's one of the god things from the bottom of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Virgin sacrifices and five-star reviews. Virgin
2: sacrifice and a five-star review, and I'll be happy. <laughs> exactly. like the author of our series was building you. his house.
0: <laughs> I know it. Seriously, you guys are literally keeping the world running. Yeah, thank you these for these five-star reviews.
2: We appreciate it. The mice You're are facing happy. Facing
0: the the wrath of Micah here.
2: <laughs> Go on, sir. Sorry to disappoint you <laughs> and interrupt you. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry.
0: Don't smite us.
2: Please don't smite me.
1: This first review comes from Mooncat84. I think Selena's going to enjoy it. She starts off, or he starts off, by saying, You obviously know nothing if you don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite, hands down, and I listen to dot, dot, dot a lot of podcasts. But really, Hodar and Samuel Tarley guested on this show. Who could ask for more? One out of one listeners found this review helpful. Well, <laughs> we also got a review courtesy of Jason Nocera. Um, he claims to be known um, in either his private or public life as Hand of the King. Not sure okay. which. Uh, <laughs> he says, Game of Thrones is a fabulous podcast. Like Selena and Micah, I've read all five books and I have to compliment them on not giving anything away when it would be so easy to let something slip. Listen, guys,
2: before you go on giving them props <laughs> on that, you need to talk about what's been cut
1: out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's all, Micah.
1: <laughs> no, you, you. Well, never mind. I'm not I gonna won't speculate. <laughs> we won't speculate. Selena's thrown in a few good, uh, covered up statements here Excuse and there Excuse
0: me now if you if you could see my face I am holding up my hand right now to stop your <laughs> insinuations sir
1: This is like an
2: audiobook please your hands us really it smells My
0: hands are in the air because I So hand smelled
2: a fresh lavender <laughs> from the sink which she had just washed Which after hand is a that dinner of are both...
0: Um, both 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 hand <laughs> hands of the king one that of she's them. holding
2: up <laughs> Oh <laughs> Ah, I'm just going to tell um, everyone that 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 was a Potter reference. He was talking about Dumbledore's hand. What's next?
1: (laughs) Next. Uh, Well, no, uh, the hand of the king goes on to say the in depth discussions of the chapters are not only thought provoking, but highly entertaining. You guys explore and dissect aspects of Uncle Ray's tome much more, much like my friends and I do. So I totally get it. Uh, I've just started watching season two on HBO in anticipation of season three, and I've gone back to your episodes from the original broadcast to get your take on the show as I watch it. The only thing better than listening to Game of Owens is listening to it twice. Keep up the great work. One out of one listeners found this review helpful. Thank you, Jason. Uh, And then finally, this review from Robin underscore Lane, the title, um, Zach. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if Robin is a guy or a girl, but uh, they start by saying, come at me, bro. Oh, shit. Well, I think
2: she's a girl. She, it's a girl. She listens to additions. She comments on oh, that Oh, okay. Stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Robin's a unisex name though, right?
2: Unisex, yes. Unisex. It's also a superhero's name. Next.
1: Next. <laughs> uh, but really, I think this podcast is five stars and beyond. I just wanted to see if Zach or Micah would follow through. Hey,
2: Robin. You hear that knock at your door? <laughs> Grab your guns. It's about to get crazy. And that's not us. That's just the mailman. He brought your <laughs> Amazon shipment. <laughs> Make sure Nice <laughs> reviews sign.
1: from our yeah. listeners.
2: We appreciate your reviews, guys. Your reviews are that one weird thing that somehow the overarching – we'll call it the the government, but the government being iTunes. They really like activity on iTunes in order to allow other people to naturally discover the show. So by doing so, you're just making the audience and your friend circle grow larger. So we really appreciate it. It's
1: true. And unfortunately today we can't get to the Twitter Uh, account because eric isn't here to list all the tweets in under 87 seconds look for that during hump day
2: though much like the camel on micah's name in my phone
1: you can also contact us contact at game in addition to tweeting at us and posting on our facebook wall please don't urinate um we already had one listener do that as mentioned earlier and it's really it takes a lot for selena to look that up here now yeah it does
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, don't forget Hyperbull. Selena is that person.
0: I am. I am. <laughs> Hyperbull and me, we're basically like the same thing. h y p a b l e H Y P A B L E.com. We've got all the news and all the podcasts and all the awesome stuff that you could possibly ever hope to find on your internets.
1: Ever. Just go urinate ever. on their wall. <laughs> Your name on their wall. Tell you can Micah only say, yeah. try.
0: God.
2: If you're feeling like Twitter isn't enough, and if you're feeling like Facebook is just too public, send us an email to contact at Game of Owns. The email address hasn't changed. I'll make sure to remind Eric before we record the next episode.
1: <laughs> this, he just uh, couldn't remember what it was. I, I, no, he, he remembered. He was just... <laughs> he actually drew the short straw and had to go clean up the urine off our Facebook wall. That's why he's not
2: Oh, that's where he is.
1: You're not supposed to tell anyone. <laughs>
2: So, uh, favorites be damned. We love all of you guys. Keep sending your emails, questions, comments, all that stuff. We'll promise we'll be more of those later in the week. We do have to go, unfortunately, because we're being called to some sort of a speaking booth to talk about a sports ball game. Micah, do you think that they'll supply us with
1: toasty beverages, like a bubbly soda pop or something when we go? I hope so. If, if not, definitely
0: some bleep. <laughs> 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 it's
2: Game of
0: Thrones. It's a podcast. I'm Micah. Well, I'm not, I'm not I'm I'm, I'm Selena. We're all my kids today. I'm Selena. Enjoy your day.